Jerry then took over the conversation and said how we need a solution on the SNC stuff. He said I needed to find a solution. I said no, and I referenced the preliminary inquiry and the judicial review. I said further that I gave the clerk the only appropriate solution that could have happened, and that was the letter idea that was not taken up. Jerry talked to me about how the statute was a statute passed by Harper and that he does not like the law. I said something like, that is the law that we have. Yeah, he just didn't like the law. Let's just make a new one. Our own secret little law, you know. All right, there's a lot to unpack tonight because uh, now we know that Gerald Butts is going to testify and uh, clear up these confusions that I think he thinks exist. But the other big kind of dump tonight that we learn about is that a group of five former federal and provincial attorneys general have sent a letter to the RCMP requesting that the agency investigate, quote, potential criminality regarding alleged political interference from the government over the prosecution of Quebec engineering giant SNC-Lavalin. Methinks Mr. Trudeau might have a problem. I want to bring Lauren Honickman into this conversation because the legal community, th- these guys speak for the legal community. Hey, Lauren. Hey, and, and the legal community, uh, I can say as somebody as part of it, uh, watching her yesterday, before we get into everything else, I, I, I think it's important that people understand something about her evidence yesterday, her testimony. Every day when we're in court as litigation lawyers, um, we deal with issues of credibility. We deal with issues of reliability. You look at witnesses, it happens at every day. Anyone, anyone who has been in court for one year in their career or more than 20 years in their career would have looked at her evidence yesterday and said, that was incredibly incredible. It was reliable. She was not, she didn't get too emotional, but she was emotional. It was everything that you would say for a witness, to, for somebody who would be a trier of fact, mm-hmm. to say that was very reliable and credible evidence. And of course, that only, not only goes to her presentation, of course, but it goes to her notes, yep. everything she did. And then when you watch the supposed cross-examination by the liberal members. I mean, it was, it was amateur hour. I mean, it was, the, it was did you was, see what was, they did to I, her? I guess, yeah. I guess that's the best way. And what you say to yourself when you watch that, you know, Alex, everybody can put themselves in the, in the role of, let's say they were a judge and listening to that. You'd say, well, maybe it's not just amateur hours, maybe because they don't have anything, you know, because you would say. No, they're if, there. If I was crying, you'd go, oh, oh, now they're going to really cross-examine her on why didn't she resign at the time that it had, you know, to go. But they, they, they sort of mention it. But, okay, so now leave that as it is. Okay. Well, hold on, then, hold on a second. Yeah. Because that's not what I thought about when I, when I watched this. What I thought was, oh, my God, these people actually run this country. These are the people running yeah. our country. Well, okay. So yeah, go, that, that, so that, go no, ahead. And that's, and that's fair enough. And I, so, so there you go. So, so it's a, there's an incredible... Uh, there's a witness who has what I would use as as very, very solid credibility, reliability. And what is it about her evidence? What is it about her evidence? Because what's, what's getting lost in the shuffle, of course, mm-hmm. because we just keep hearing about Purpose job, yeah. jobs yeah. And, and jobs and, and we, we want to have jobs understood. What's lost in her evidence are the are the other comments, the what what could be construed, if you wanted to argue as a concerted, you could maybe even use the word conspiracy among several people to get her to change her mind, who are talking about things that go beyond 
jobs. Uh, you know, she talked about what Gerald Butt said about, hey, there's no solution out there that, that doesn't involve some interference. <laughs> she talked about what Katie uh, uh, Telford said. Uh, you know, we don't want to debate legalities anymore. Yeah, we'll just put a bunch of op-eds. We'll, we don't care about the laws. Right, what we'll right. do is we'll, we'll get a bunch of newspapers paper. to give you... Don't, don't worry <laughs> about it. The, the Prime Minister who's talking about his riding, and I know you and Charles were laughing about that, and, and there is a very comical aspect to <sighs> that, but it's also the more serious aspect to it is that it's going to the issues of his of his re-election yes. and of course the Quebec election etc you've got all these things and so you say to yourself is there reasonable and probable grounds that a criminal offense has taken place because remember that's the standard yeah. that that one uses to determine whether or not somebody can be charged. It's not, uh, do you have enough evidence to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? That's like when a case goes to trial. The, the, uh, the original or the first standard of proof is reasonable probable grounds. And lo and behold, the five former attorneys general, uh, Peter McKay, uh, Doug uh, Grislane, Jonathan uh, Dennis, uh, Cecil Clark, and Colin Gabelman, they write this letter, and what do they say in the letter mm-hmm. when they reference the evidence and the testimony yesterday? They say, we believe there are reasonable mm-hmm. and probable grounds to suspect that the conduct of the prime minister's office has crossed that threshold. Yeah, and the other thing that is interesting in their statement is they say, in our shared view, ordinary Canadians, us, the regular mm-hmm. people who pay these bloody bills in, in the, the PMO's office, um, they have uh, ordinary Canadians who do not benefit from political connections have been charged under these sections with much less evidence. So yeah. here, here's my here's my conspiracy theory. And this is not so tinfoil hat. You got this coming out tonight. You got Andrew Shear who wrote a letter to the RCMP. And late today, Gerald Butts says, oh, hey, I got, I got something to say. I, I think I want to I make uh, sure there's no confusion. My feeling, and you can correct me where I'm wrong, is he needs to get his truth on record in case there is an investigation. Would I be I, no, I think that's I think that's fair. And so what he needs to do now, um, one of the interesting questions surrounding um, why he's coming forward and, and you know, and can have as many theories as you want. And I don't disagree that. that well, cause I say that because nothing in politics happens as a favor. Right. It also doesn't happen by accident. Right. So so remember, when you work as a non-politician for politicians, anybody who works in the provincial government and the federal government, you sign um, uh, uh, promises, duties of confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I'm certain that one of the reasons that he wants to do this, he wants to be able to say, and, I, and, I, I, and I'm certain that the agreements that you sign, um, there are exemptions dealing with judicial or quasi-judicial proceedings. Um, so he will be able to come forward and, and talk about, and he's going to explain He's going to explain, and he wants to get that on the record. And remember, when he when he resigned, you remember, Alex, you and I talked yes. about his letter of resignation, and I pointed out in the letter that he talked about his reputation, yeah. my reputation. And so this, I, I believe this is all part of a reputation management issue mm-hmm. uh, by by Gerald Butts, um, but but certainly. I think, and it, I, I could be wrong about this, about what Canadians may feel. Maybe I'm over overstating this. But since we've got this judicial committee who is hearing evidence, not knowing exactly what will come out of it, 
why don't we just get all these witnesses? Right. Like, let's get let's get these people. Let's get uh, Katie Telford. Let's get uh, the finance minister. Yeah. Let's get um, all. Of the, well, hold on. I'm running out of time. I'm going to go up against the clock. I just oh, need to know when okay. a, a group of of attorney generals across this country yeah. uh, do the does the RCMP now have an, do they have a carry enough weight that the RCMP would have to kind of say no? Okay, they won't okay. have to. Great question. Good way to end this. Just like this independence aspect that's attached to the attorney general. The RCMP has that same type of history where they're not going to, uh, uh, they're, they are going to do what they need to do, uh, so no. Uh, but from a practical point of view, one would say that if you were someone at the RCMP, i.e. the commissioner, and you got a letter from yeah. five previous <laughs> attorneys general, you may want to look at this a little closely to see maybe there is something there that we need to investigate. Find that they're there. Okay, I have to go. I'm getting evil eyes. But thank you very much. We will talk again. We will. Oh, we okay. will. All right. Uh, that is, of course, Lauren Honickman. But yeah, it, fascinating that this is uh, evolving as it is. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.